Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to DMVR Buffs After Dark. I'm Henry Chisholm. That's uh, Ryan Konigsberg over there. You'll see him in a second. How how you how you feeling, Ryan? Congrats on making it onto the screen. Thank you, thank you. Feels yeah. great to be on the screen once again. Um, man, I uh, I guess I can say I'm thankful uh, for CU football because I'm such a beaten and battered man that. Like, I can't even be ruined by um, giving up 37 consecutive points after being up 20 to 7. Like, <sighs> that, can't, that can't hurt me anymore. Um, I'm really happy for you, Ryan. <laughs> That's a, that sounds really nice. You were actually saying earlier you wish it was an 82-game season. I did, yes. Um, we were talking about abs and buffs, and someone downstairs was like, you guys should be able to, uh, to go first for your post-game show because there's less games. And I was like, first of all, that's not how that works, and the Buffs lost, and the Avs won. And second of all, I wish the Buffs had an 82-game season. I can handle that, Henry. Yeah, <laughs> I think that you're insane. I think, I don't. Well, that's I don't certified. know. Like there are some days where I'd be right there with you. Hasn't been one recently. Maybe after Oregon State, but even then, you're like, eh, it's Oregon State. But yeah, today is definitely not a day where I'm thinking. More Colorado football is what I what I need. There was a moment in the game when they had the punt return touchdown, and I turned to Henry and I was like, "On the bright side, we don't have to see them run it all the way down the field seven yards at a time right now." <laughs> seven a, is a, seven was pretty optimistic too. That's the type of uh, silver like linings 15. I bring to the table. Oh, we're gonna need a lot of those, but only for like half the things we talk about because. Not only are we talking about Colorado 
and that mess. We're also talking about Colorado and the great basketball game that they played yes. earlier. So uh, it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice little balance that we're gonna get going here, and we're just gonna start by talking about the football game and getting some of this out of the way. So hopefully we can open up a little bit and have some more fun afterward. So we're gonna jump into the pain game, which is a game where we uh, we talk about all the different things that happen in the football game and then rate them on a one to ten scale. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't handle this. Some yeah. people just walked upstairs. So you guys have any buffs takes? <laughs> no. You got any CU football takes? You wanna? Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of CU football? Us? All right, this... They were drafted. They were drafted Giants, by the Buffs. Jack Prescott, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I regret the Broncos. what I just did. Yeah, I wish you hadn't. A lot. <laughs> yeah. How about that punt return? Where is that rank? So, so again, 1 to okay. 10 scale. 1 is like... Uh, oh, we're going pain game. 1 is like you, you look out the window and you're like, oh, it looks like it might be kind of cold out there. But then a 10 is... Like your leg is on a train track and it gets run over. Oh. So so from on that scale, this what does that punt return touchdown feel like? This game, uh, or th this game, the pain game, doesn't really work that well on me because of what I led the show with. Which You're is like, so numb. I can't be hurt. <laughs> you don't have um, feelings but anymore. I'll try to get myself into a mindset of a time where I, I could feel pain. Uh, I would say that is a five. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to go a four. I, it didn't hurt me that bad. I think that, that when it happened, I was thinking uh, there's no way this defense is getting a stop. The offense, even if they did get a stop, they, they, they struggled recently, and the game was kind of over. You see that happen. It's just like uh, at least it's sometimes the nail in the coffin is a good thing. I will say that was the nail in the coffin as well to my buffs plus 18 bet. So that brings the pain up to at least a uh, six. That's actually a good point. I didn't take that. I took the money line. It looked good there for a second. For a second. DraftKings knew what they were doing. I never saw a buyout on that. I know. I didn't get one. DraftKings knows what's up. Um, what else really hurt? How about how about that missed field goal? This is a so that could have tied it at twenty three. <clears throat> That's the moment in the game where you knew there was no chance. Yes. Um, at least in my opinion, you you come out with a thirteen or no a ten point lead out of the half. You give up easy back to back touchdowns. Just and, easy is an understatement. Right. And then you have a chance. You show a little bit of life. You drive down the field, and you're thinking, wow, they could tie the game here. And, Henry, if they tie the game there, the worst thing that can happen to them on the next possession is they're down one score. So you're exactly. thinking, like, okay, obviously you, you'd rather score a touchdown here. Obviously you don't want to give up a touchdown on the next drive. But the game is guaranteed to – be extended, you know, in basketball, exactly. you talk about extending yep. the game. That would extend the game. As soon as that didn't go through, you're like, okay, it's about to be a two-score game, and I don't know if they have what it takes to come back from that. Exactly. Well, so that's a, I didn't have that thought. That's I, a I had the thought that, like, they don't have what it takes to come back from that. That felt like it was over right there. Um, seven? I'll, I'll actually go eight. I think, I think because I was so confident that that kick was going in, I think that that We'll bump it up one for me. Uh, here's another one. So I think it was Brendan's last drive in at quarterback. Uh, they they don't pick up the first down, the first few plays. They wind up it's fourth down. He rolls out. 
he tries to find somebody, and Brendan Lewis throws the ball away on fourth down. Honestly, I, you, I said I can't be hurt. That's like a that's like an eight and a half for me. <laughs> Not necessarily because of the, it had anything to do with the results mm -hmm. in this game. It didn't, but because it is such. I don't want to like dunk on Brennan. It is such a boneheaded play. It's yep. It's such a lack of awareness. It's bad coaching. It's it's like it checks off all the boxes <laughs> of really what does. can frustrate you in a football game. Brendan, I would be okay with you literally holding the ball, turning your back to the defense, and throwing it like Rocky from half court. That'd be preferable. I would be several times more down with that than I would be with what happened. Yeah. The, again, it's a tough one just because it happened so late in the game that it didn't matter. But, yeah, we got a – that was like a seven. Just the just going to see something out of them. Uh, this one isn't a thing that happened in the game. This is a stat. So, in the first half, Jarek Broussard runs for 100 and two yards. That's a crazy number of yards for one half. And nobody's saying, oh, I bet he gets 102 again in the second half. But what he what he did is he ran for six yards in the second half. How do those six yards make you feel? So I'm actually, I want to shift this a little bit. Okay. The most, the most frustrating part of this game for me came on the drive when you're still up 2017. So mm. you've just given up a touchdown out of the half. Mm -hmm. They went right down on you. You come back onto the field, and Jarek Broussard, who has gone for 100 yards in the first half, is not the running back on the field. This is the type of shit that football coaches do that is so infuriating to me <laughs> because it's so <laughs> dumb. It's after halftime. He's rested. He's fine. You're not <laughs> going to, like, trick them or throw some, like, curveball at them by coming out with – a lesser running back, and that's not a shot at Alex Fano. No. We're talking about the Pac-12 player of the year last year in Jarek Broussard, a guy who's finally found a rhythm and is going on to have the best game of his season. And you come out with another guy, you don't score on that drive, and the game gets away from you from there. It's incomprehensible to me that you wouldn't come out and give him the rock on the first play. Yeah. Totally agree. And then I even have him on the field. Again, it's after halftime. He's well-rested. I get I get giving Alex Fontenot drives. It makes sense. That one, though, does not. Somebody grab the mic down there. I didn't what, know. What is happening at this bar right now? <sighs> There's... We need, to up, we need to up the security up here. Yaya's over here just letting uh, people roam around like they own the place. That one guy I was do, really I, interested. I do not take responsibility for this. I, I thought, thought, they, were, Yaya I know, I right thought they were your friends. <laughs> I, did, I, did I did not know who they were. Uh, I thought Bruno invited them, and I'm like, who the hell? They were so people? confident. They just walked up. They uh, were having a good time. She was about to hop on the show. Yeah, like, I know. Life, so. You threw it to her. I... Terrible idea. <laughs> I was just joking around. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, how about this one? How about this one? So it's fourth down. It's a first drive of the game, I think. Maybe this, it's the second drive of the game. And Brendan throws the ball. It's a little bit behind Levante. I think you were still in the car listening on the radio. But uh, it did. No, I saw this. Oh, you did see it? Well, uh, Levante dropped the ball. 
on fourth down and eight yards to go and or maybe it was five point is didn't catch it would have been a first down and there was a turnover on downs how'd that make you feel ryan that one hurts um now again in the moment you're like it's okay we're in control of this game mm -hmm. um the the reason why that one specifically hurts for me is because carl durrell is afraid to go for it on fourth down uh he lives a, a very scared life on fourth downs <laughs> and I felt like it was a big coming of age moment for him there to go for it and then all that happens is he is um reminded that he the reason why he doesn't go for it on fourth down which is because he doesn't trust his players which is probably a warranted thing to feel if you're Carl Durrell but it's just uh that's why that one hurts because it's like if you convert that then you can look at him and be like, why haven't you done this more? Mm -hmm. When you have a drop pass, you realize he's he's sitting there saying, like, why would I go for it? I, I, I don't know if those guys can make the play. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll give it like a six and a half. Well, seven to me is a pretty big number, whereas six is... I feel like there's a big gap between six and seven. That fits right there. That's a, it's I just like not, it's not It's not crucial. It's a six and a half. But just blowing those opportunities, in hindsight, it hurts. Um, In hindsight, I don't remember how they ever got a stop. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense. How, the, after what we saw from Zach Charbonnet, at one point, Zach Charbonnet had like five carries for 14 yards, and Jarek Broussard was over 100. What What happened at halftime? I don't know. I mean, Joshka Gustav got hurt, and he wasn't out there. I don't think that was it. Like, no disrespect to the player, but he cannot – if Joshka Gustav <laughs> is the, you know, the oil that makes the engine go, you have problems. Oh. We know they have problems, but bigger, even bigger ones than the ones they have. Oh, uh, how about let's just wrap it up with this one. Uh, how much pain did you feel in the second half any time that one of those running backs got the ball for UCLA? I felt the same amount of pain that the Buffs were feeling as they were getting trampled. trampled. <laughs> so that's terrible. like an eight. Yeah. Let me. Oh, I want to throw another one back at you, though. Oh, okay. The pain of 37 unanswered points. When you are winning, look, teams get 37 unanswered points put on them all the time. It's usually 37 to zero. 37 points when you're up 20 to seven. Where, where do you rank that? I mean, that's a 10. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking. Put your leg on the track. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I, honestly, maybe it's an 11. That sounds nice. <laughs> I would do that instead. <laughs> oh, oh, we got to stop God. this. We got to stop this. We're going to talk about basketball. Uh, also, I remind you guys. Hold on. Okay. We need to talk about that a little more because that's the story of this game. And I want to ask you, whose fault is it? Oh, God. So I'm going to take the cop-out answer just to start and say, Take your pick. I mean, there's a dozen guys you point at. I think we saw we saw people miss tackles, whether it was... Uh, I mean, Devin Grant missed a tackle for sure that I remember off the top of my head. Uh, uh, not Joshka, not Guy. Jamar missed a big tackle. I think that one turned out to be a touchdown. So you got the missed tackles on that side of things. You've got the fact that just structurally, the Buffs defense did not seem sound. And it's like maybe maybe there was no amount that you could pack the middle of the field to stop Zach Charbonnet in that second half. It's tough to to feel that that could possibly be the truth, though. And the fact that he was just gashing them up the middle repeatedly for 12 yards a carry for two drives in a row. I mean, you got to put that on Chris Wilson. 
And then at the end of the day, you've got Carl Durrell hovering around in charge of everything. And when things don't work, again, you, you look at the players and then you say, well, the coach is two. And then you go all the way up to the top guy. And when they struggled 37 to zero, and that's just the defensive side. Offense, I mean, the play calling, like, get the ball to Jarek. Um, also, block for Jarek. Yeah. Stop letting Brendan just get chased around. And Brendan, don't run 15 yards backwards before Getting you get sacked. sacked. So, I mean, take your pick. <laughs> There's options. So, for me, it's it's got to be on Carl Durrell. Okay, uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll expand here in a second. But you cannot get that thoroughly outcoached at half. And I, I've wanted to put to bed the idea of halftime adjustments. They're a little more real in college football than they are in the NFL. The NFL, you have 12 minutes. I don't know yeah. if you've ever tried to, like, make a little snack or go to the bathroom during a, uh, an NFL halftime. You barely have time to do that. It's crazy. Like, one sandwich and a pee. It's basically what you, you got You think you time. can get that off? I th yeah, I think I can. Wow. <laughs> I think I can. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, you can slap a couple slices of turkey. Haven't been drinking too much. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. okay. Um, there's no – the NFL doesn't have halftime adjustments. Um, college football, you can adjust, and Chip Kelly made that very clear tonight that you can adjust during halftime because they came out and said, okay, well, let's just send blitzes, send pressure. Um, that'll plug up the, the holes for the running back anyway, and Brennan Lewis can't handle it. Meanwhile, on the other side, let's just run it down their faces for the rest of the game. Um, and I'll be honest, at halftime, I was prepared to come on this show and say, like, I've been too hard on Carl Durrell. He's done a really good job developing the football team. And so I have to acknowledge the fact that players on this football team are better than they were in week one. That is true. So you have to give them a little bit of credit for that. Brendan Lewis, I think, is the number one guy. And obviously, it's not Carl Durrell necessarily who's making Brendan Lewis better. But as a coaching staff, they have made players improve. You know, you look at that offensive line. Mm -hmm. They've improved, especially since firing Mitch Rodriguez. Um, there's little things that you can look around and say, man, that guy's gotten better. Uh, Mark Perry has gotten better throughout the season. So credit for that. But I just don't know if Carl Durrell is a good game day coach. Uh, and I think there's a lot of evidence building the, to the contrary. So he's number one very much so for me in this. Okay. Number two is the offensive line. Um, we've given them a lot of praise over the last couple weeks. And they just got pushed around in that second half. They did. They weren't. And, and again, credit to UCLA because they figured out how to do that. Um, but they just said like, bring pressure. They're not gonna be able to pick it up. Brendan Lewis won't won't know to do won't know what to do with people in his face. And you know, if we plug up the run holes, then they're gonna have nowhere to go. And they were right. Absolutely. Oh, it's it just sucks when it goes like that. Like it's one thing to to watch Colorado lose like this. Like, we've seen Colorado lose like this plenty of times. But to have a lead, a 13-point lead at halftime, we're all sitting there like, Ten oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Ten and a half. They did give up that. But, yeah, to, to Which, be sitting there in that moment and then have this happen, it's just, I just, just right back where we were. I just remember, and someone in the comments uh, said, is a, a one-step-forward, three-steps-back kind of night. And I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. By the way, remember how I said I don't remember how they got any stops? Mm -hmm. I just remembered one, and it makes a lot of sense now. What? Uh, they got a stop because they threw a touchdown pass 
But the wide receiver stepped out of bounds on his way before he caught the ball. That's right. That feels fitting now. That does feel fitting. <laughs> that does feel fitting. I need to think of the drops, the interception with Mark Perry. Yeah. 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 Nate Landman's not going to be here next year. Nope. You can't. You, it's time to stop saying, oh, they don't have Nate. What are they going to do? Like, this is this is potentially just the world we live in now. Who knows? Maybe Mustafa's get Nate back not for a game be or there. two. He's nope. been a big playmaker in those last two games. No Terrence Lang either. Did, doesn't even seem like he played tonight, Mustafa, but. He got uh, that unnecessary roughness. Oh, yes. He, <laughs> he did have that. Uh, um, a lot, like, they've got a lot of work to do on the recruiting trail. And that is a worrisome sentence. Sure is. Sure is. You know what isn't a worrisome sentence? What is that? I like Brackenridge beers. That's uh, not worrisome yeah, I, know, at all. I, I needed to put Brackenridge into a sentence, and I really fell flat there, if I'm being honest. But yeah, uh, tomorrow, the Broncos play. We have the tailgate, which you guys should watch at 9.30 tomorrow. But then afterwards, we have the actual tailgate the outside the tailgate. stadium. The mile high tailgate. Yeah, I like it. It's easier to d differentiate. The I two. know we should. We the tailgate was probably a bad name in hindsight. Well, when you have, we named the tailgate that because it was started during COVID when there were no tailgates, and so we tailgate. So yeah, but but the point is, if you, we'll be drinking at both tailgates, a whole bunch of Breckenridge beers. But you guys should come hang out with us uh, in the parking lot behind Sports Fan and drink Breckenridge beers there. It's uh, obviously the best beer you can get. They got the Avalanche. The Strawberry Sky. I, I'm trying to think. There isn't really a beer that feels like it's on brand for tomorrow. Obviously, there's like the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. Mm -hmm. but there Always isn't, on brand. There's none that's just like like dead birds, you know, that give off that vibe. I, I love a dead bird porter, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Huh. It's maybe something along the lines of like do or die, um, you know, do or die ale. That's what I feel about this Broncos game. Okay, so we're going to come up with our own beer. Um, but f in terms of right now, just go check out some of the other ones we mentioned. They're seriously really good. You can't go wrong. Uh, and also, DraftKings Sportsbook, they have an awesome special for new users this week. All you got to do, bet $1 on either team to score in any NFL game. You'll win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. You got to use promo code DNVR. I've got a bunch of bets that I'm going to make tomorrow. They also, so what is it? I think they said if you bet $50 on same game parlays, you get a $20 free bet. Okay. So here's my strategy. 10, no, 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 no. Five $10 same game parlays at plus 400 odds. So if you hit one, you break even on those and you just get your $20 free bet. You hit two, you come out ahead. And if you play with like plus 425 or so, then, then you just need one to... Speaking of bets, yeah, our Nevada Wolfpack has tied the game. No way. Yeah. Oh, that is great news. Uh, if you guys were hanging out with us at the DMVR bar, which there's like three people in the world who can say they were there for that conversation, but who knows? You would also and be in on the Nevada Wolfpack. Those pack. girls who came up here earlier might be in too. Those were women, Ryan. 
Those were women. <laughs> so true. <laughs> those, those moms who came up here. <laughs> uh, download the DraftKings Orchard Cap now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, use score with promo code DMVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, so this this next game is called the Stock Report. And the way that works is I'll throw a name out there or a group out there or just throw something out there. We're going to say stock up or stock down. And then are we buying or selling? It's a great game to play along in the chat. If you're watching on Twitter, jump on over to YouTube so we can see your comments and see what you guys have to say. Uh, and uh, on your way in, Click the like button, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Real quick, Yaya, when you get a chance, will you throw on channel 221 over here? Thank you. Thank you, Yaya. Um, all right. <sighs> we got we got to take a break from football. We're going basketball to start Let's here. Let's go. Um, oh, and a fun one. How about just Tad Boyle? Tad oh. Boyle. Stock up. Can we say stock up for Tad Boyle? Man, that's, like a, that's one of those stocks that... It's like Apple, right? It just keeps going up. Exactly. Uh, it's, it never goes too high, too fast. Just a steady climb. Um, the stock's up for me, man. He, it's it's just a little up. It's just always trending a little bit up. Um, he's working really, really, really hard to mm -hmm. get this group to buy in, uh, and, and not necessarily buy it. But buy in might not be the right word. To understand what it takes to play basketball at Colorado. Yep. Um, and slowly but surely, I'm seeing that type. Those guys make the right decisions and crash the boards. They out rebounded the shit out of uh, New Mexico today. They did. Um, their defense was a little bit better, not what you want to see, but I just think he has a really, really big coaching job ahead of him this season, and I think he's on the right track to getting it done. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, I I had the Buffs starting 2 and 1. And they play Montana State, they play New Mexico, they play Maine. Those are three games they should win. But with a young team, I just felt like you were going to blow one. And that's still on the table. And we're going to knock on wood when we say this, but as of right now, 2 and 0, oh, sure one went to overtime. Maybe that's the bullet you have to dodge, but I uh I'm feeling really good. Yeah. I, I know that they didn't cover in this game. They didn't cover in the other game. But still, to pull out wins against actual competition that isn't the Colorado School of Mines, which is a very good D2 school, but it's a D school, D2 school. Uh, it's it's a great way to start the season. And, and I'm just fired up about everything that's going on there. I, I completely agree. Um, look, no one wants to see you go to overtime against Montana State, but... I've said this before. I'll say it a million times. Learning and winning is the best thing you can do as a young team, or really as any team. Mm -hmm. But as a young team, learning and winning is the way to go. Um, and they learned and they won. And they, sh they, they showed each other that they can get themselves out of a jam. Yep. Now, again, as you grow and mature, you don't want to get yourself into jams. Mm -hmm. But they, sh they proved to each other that they can close. And you know what they did today? They closed the hell out of that game. Yep. Um, and I don't think it's a coincidence there that when the clock, you know, struck four minutes, those guys looked each other in the eyes and just said, like, we got this. Yeah, I think so. I'll buy Tab Boyle stock. 
I will too. It's just it's just a good sturdy investment. Yeah, uh, Francois in the comments said Tad stock a strong centerpiece to any for portfolio. Yes, exactly. Um, let's stick with basketball for a minute. We'll get to some football stocks in a second, but again, those are just <clears throat> those are so sad right now. They um, Neat Clifford. Oh man, I I'm hammering that stock now. I will I say. Know. It probably dipped a little bit today, and I'm buying the dip. Yep, for um, sure. It, it's it, it, it's not like he had a bad game. Do you have the stats in front of you? Yeah, he was 2 of 6 from the field, 4 of 4 from the line, uh, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. He – or no, sorry, 3 – these lines are screwing me up. 1 assist, uh, a turnover, water, by the 2 way, blocks, and 8 points. Yeah, I haven't had alcohol all day. This is just who I am at night. Wow. Wow. Um – yeah, so, I mean, a, a very minor dip in the stock just because, yeah. it, to me, the Montana uh, State game, I, I thought he was the best player on the floor for yeah. the Buffs. So, um, it dips a little today, but I'm buying the dip for sure. Um, I love that he is uh, he is shooting the ball confidently. Um, like, he's not necessarily a great shooter. But I like – I always say this. If you're on the floor and you are open, you have to shoot the ball. And he's doing that. And, yep. and I appreciate that from him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm also buying. He's like you said, he was the best player on the floor in the first game. And again, this is a down game for him. He shoots 33 percent, eight points and seven rebounds. That's a that's solid oh, yeah. from your sixth man. Yep. That's solid. Yeah, and I'm sure what Tad will say is something along the lines of like, the ball's not always going to go in, but. You can always defend and you can always rebound, and that's what Neek did today. I'm sure that's what Tad said. I had to leave early so I didn't get to hear what Tad said after the game. I've, I'll go back and listen later, but I imagine that that's something along some, those lines. At some point, that probably came up. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Keyshawn Bartholomew, uh, seven turnovers tonight. He had such a clean game the first time around. There was there was one really loud turnover at the end, but only two turnovers total in that game. Still though, puts up 20 points. Yeah. Uh, Career high, I would assume. Three of four, yeah. Three of four from three, five of ten from the field, seven of eight from the line. It's still, can we call it a good night when he has seven turnovers? Yes. I'm glad. Um, I'm buying. It's up, and I'm buying. And the reason why it's up for me is there were moments in that game when the Buffs just needed a bucket. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you got a little run coming. Maybe they got close. Maybe they tied it up, I think, at one point. Yep. And... He was the guy who put the ball in his own hands. Obviously, he's the guard, um, and just went and got it for him. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is the—I'll call it the kinage, the kin lineage. Wow! Uh, of him, kind of following in the footsteps of McKinley Wright, learning under him for two years, and just knowing, like, hey, man, you—if you're going to be the point guard of this team. And you're going to have the ball in your hands. You're either going to have to go get a bucket or make a play for someone to get a bucket in these moments. And multiple times tonight he did that. And the fact, you know, we can just start calling him three, Sean, because he's a he is a bucket from deep right now. And that is so big. And honestly, gives a wrinkle to this offense that they just didn't really have in the McKinley-Wright era, which is funny because McKinley's, like, knocking him down like crazy right now. I know. Um, but it, it was never consistent from him. Mm -hmm. We're two games in. Keyshawn has been a very consistent three-point shooter. And I've been hesitantly high on Keyshawn as a shooter. You know, last year, I can't remember what the percentage was, but it was something like 27% from three, I think, for the season. 
wasn't all that encouraging. But, you know, I get to go to those practices. And when I go to the practice, it's like, oh, there's Keyshawn. He's pulling it from deep. Oh, he's pulling it in transition. Oh, they're they're going in. It's like, you have to see it actually translate to the game. But all along, it did seem like with things are going well for Keyshawn, it's because he's making three-pointers and it's opening up everything else. So far this season, he's six of seven from three. This is a really nice start. And like you said, you know, you're you're not going to be able to replicate what McKinley Wright gave to this program. There's I mean what you Chauncey Billups is is in that realm. Like there's only a few guys who are even up there capable of doing something similar to that. And the odds that there's one on the roster right now, honestly pretty slim. You got some big recruiting classes and all that stuff, but you don't need to be McKinley Wright. Just be Keyshawn. And if you can make those threes, if you can average, he's at 19 and a half points per game through two games, just keep doing this stuff. It'll open everything else up, play good defense, and, and you can have impacts in different ways than Kin did. And honestly, I think it's good that you go this route. If you're just trying to be the, the floor general assist to turnover ratio king, people are going to really compare you to Kin. And, and it's still going to happen a little bit, but... Having something like this, honestly, over Kin is is just really nice to see. Yeah, he's uh, he's just really good. Like I, I, to me, it's like you you needed him to take a step forward this year. He did and to me, it's very clear that he took that step forward. And I think he's a three level scorer with his length at the rim. Now, <laughs> it's gonna it's never gonna be easy for guys his size around there, but. Uh, for him to be able to get you buckets on a night in night out basis, which it looks like he's going to be able to do uh, is going to change this team because you look around and most players on this team can score. And that's huge. It is huge. It is huge. And, again, and on top of just being able to score, I'm legitimately excited to see every one of these players on the, when they're on the court. Yes, me too. Like, like you hear the buzzer and it's like, Oh no, Jabari's going to the bench. That's too bad. And they're like, Tristan De Silva's back in. See, see, see what he can bring to the table. Luke O'Brien. It's like, is, is this where he really just blows out the other team? Like, everybody on this team has something that they provide. And it's something that's really fun and exciting, too. Yeah, Tristan, um, yeah, I saw he had a wrap on his hand today. Okay. And I just wonder if that has a little bit to do with his lack of shooting confidence right now. Yeah. Doesn't look like he wants to shoot it. I feel like he might have like a little thumb injury or something that's uh, impacting that. I feel like he's in a weird place right now. I think that obviously the scoring isn't there. We can hit him next, uh, but 22 minutes, two of five from the field, puts up four points, four boards, two assists, a turnover. Just quiet again. Just quiet again. Yeah, his stock's down. It's uh, definitely down. Especially since it was up before the season. Just there's a little hype going mm -hmm. around. Uh, he hasn't lived up to it to this point. I loved the dunk. And the, yep. the post-dunk celebration was very good, too. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, was it was really good. Um, but, yeah, I think he's he looks a little uh, unconfident to me right now. And that's not something you should have from him. He's been around long enough to – he should be confident on the floor. And I just – I'm, I'm thinking it might have a little something to do with what's going on with that hand. I could see it. And I also think, you know, he's six foot ten and he's playing the three right now. And if, if you're a six foot ten sh small forward, that is incredible. I mean, okay. that, that gets you to the NBA. Like, that you can is. You do it well, yeah. If, if you're effective, because there's just so few people that have that skill set 
and that size. And I do think that that skill set just isn't quite refined enough. He's just not quite getting those shots. And I think it'd be beneficial for him to be down in the post more, playing the four, using that size closer to the rim and kind of battling down there. Get yourself a chance to get some easy points, yep. to, to grab some boards. But when you look at who else is on this team, you've got Evan, you've got Jabari, and Tristan, all three of those guys have to start. And if they're all going to start, it's pretty obvious which positions each of them needs to play. And so I, I don't think that anything needs to be changed, but I do think that, you know, we saw the dunk when he was able to get inside. I think the other basket he made was a little tip in underneath too. And, and the more that he can be around the rim, the better. And I kind of like to see them stagger some of those minutes a little bit more and just play him at the four a little bit more, even though that kind of cuts into Lawson Lovering's time. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But these are the problems you see early in the season. It's a good transition into Lawson, who I think confidence is the is the problem for him, too. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's a different type of thing. I don't know if he's confident in what it's like to play at the college level yep. right now. Not necessarily he's not confident in his game or anything like that. He's just... He's raw. He's really raw, but he just look. He's thinking. Every movement is, yep. like, really, like... He gets the ball and he's like going into like three point or you know or a triple threat stance. I remember they used to call it and like, and he's just like very fundamental like yep. catch, turn, handoff, yep. like all that stuff. He's not quite just saying like, oh right, I'm seven foot one and I've been just balling my whole life. I can just go yep. play basketball. And it's like he has that little kind of push shot that he uses where it's like if you just stand up straight first of all put it above your head, well, all of a sudden, that's two feet higher than where you're shooting it from. You don't have to worry about being contested. And stuff like that where, you know, when you come from Wyoming high school basketball, as somebody who's seven feet tall, it's pretty easy to score a lot of points. You can just kind of reach over people and yep. put the ball in. That doesn't happen anymore. And so it's figuring out how to do that, how to work within an offense instead of, you know, again, Wyoming high school basketball, get the ball in the post, probably just put the ball in or you get triple teamed and you make one easy pass and somebody's wide open. Yep. It's different in college. And I think he's just super raw, but again, so skilled, so talented. I mean, you can't coach being seven foot one. Like it, it's going to come for him. It just hasn't yet. He's not a stiff, but he's playing really stiff right now. Yeah. And so I just think it'll come with time. Just stand um, up straight. <laughs> Stop with that. Stop with that. I like I like that. I like that advice. Yes. Um, Puff your chest out. Who do they have next? Maine? Maine. Maybe that's a chance for him to just like go out there, score 12 on, you know, five of six or something. It'd be and nice. Get it rolling. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll buy more stock. It's going to come around and I'm just going to keep buying these dips. All right. I'm going to buy. I'll buy. I'll okay. Buy. It's tempting to let the dip. I don't know get if you can find me here. someone who I'm not buying on this team. Right <laughs> I know. Now. Oh, let's uh, transition into football then. Oh, cool. Let's sell some stock. <laughs> Actually, let's go. just hold on to it and pray it doesn't go any lower. Oh yeah, sell it for real nothing. quick. KJ Simpson, bye 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 bye. So much buying. He's so eight rebounds. Eight rebounds for, for KJ Simpson. For a bench Simpson. guard. A a bench point guard. He's like six feet tall. He's. <laughs> My one of my favorite moments in the game is he he's sprinting down the court with the ball and he kind of dribbles himself into his bad spot or whatever. But they get out of it, and Tad's like, "Hey, slow it down, <laughs> slow down." And KJ's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got you." Next time he gets the ball, he's just racing down the court again, like 
kind of gets himself <laughs> into his bad spot, then dribbles out of it and gets oh. it out to the top of the key. And I'm just like, oh man, this guy. When he realizes how to like rein in all of his energy <laughs> and know. exert it in the right areas, he sprints be everywhere. So awesome. He just tries so hard. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you can't ask for much more than that. Again, if you have somebody who's just constantly sprinting everywhere, why not let it be the backup point guard? Like, you see so many bench units, they're just stagnant and boring. He will be flying around. He's going to try to get to the rim. He's going to be making some passes he probably shouldn't. There's going to be some messy plays. But he's there's going to be points that come from all of that, too. Absolutely. You, I think you made the comp to Philip Lindsay. Yes. Uh, in the preseason. And I don't know if we're allowed to reuse the nickname, but he literally looks like a Tasmanian de devil playing <laughs> he basketball. Does. He like, does. He does. It's 100% what he looks like. He's just whirling around. <laughs> Like, even his rebounds, like, those rebounds, they're just, like, see ball, get ball. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? crazy. Like, I gotta go get it. Dude, I, I love that kid so much. Um, Okay. What else? Let's uh let's bring ourselves yeah. down. Let's go oh. down into the dumps. All right, chat. Get ready to get sad. Woo. Here we go. Uh, let's, let's throw Brendan Lewis out there. Why not? Start with the quarterback. 17-26, uh, 158 yards. A good night by his standards. But, uh... No, the standards... The standards change. The standards are... Um, Need 200? Uh, they're a moving scale. He got a lot better over the last two games. Now, I wouldn't say he was bad tonight, but he went. He was a little bit worse. Um, and to be honest, that fourth down throw, I'm sorry, it, it doesn't matter in the, in the scheme of the game, but that's just a kid not knowing what's going on out there. Yeah. And I'm you like, you're the quarterback. You're supposed to be in the huddle saying, hey, listen, it's fourth down. So if there's nothing there, get downfield. I'm going to throw it up for you. Like It's your job to get everyone else on the same page. Yep. You cannot walk over to the sideline and toss it away. Nope. So his stock's down. It, it looked to me... It, my first thought was that it felt like one of those plays, like in a basketball game, where it's like the end of the mm. first quarter, and Austin Rivers or whoever has the ball, and they're at half court, and they can either throw the ball up and, hurt and, their shooting and score, percentage. or they can wait until right when the buzzer sounds and get it up and make it look like they tried. And that was my first thought. Not that he, that, that was actually what he did, but that's what it felt like. I, It's the best it case I've heard for why it happened. Right? And that is so frustrating. It's it is. so unbelievable. You don't do that in football. You never do that in football. No way they're that's going for this. Okay, we got to watch San Diego State below this play because San Diego Fourth State. More than four on their own side of the field. Two minutes left. Converted. Oh, they got it. Damn. Uh-oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the stock is down. Again, I mean, you're the quarterback. And 80% of the time, your stock is going to go up in a win and down in a loss because that's kind of the way that position goes. And, again, there's – if this game had happened, say, Arizona week, you're getting ready for that Arizona game, but actually you're getting ready for this UCLA game, and Brendan goes out there and does this, you're like, okay – there's a lot to like here, but like you said, we're we're past that point now. You gotta get to 200. You gotta put more points on the board. You, I mean, you gotta put any points on the board in the second half, and some of that's on Cole Becker for missing the kick. Yep. But yeah, stock is down. Uh, buy or sell is a tough question right now. So let me just be clear about the stock. It was all the way, 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 way down here. Yes. And it came all the way up to like here. Yes. And now it's just a, here. Absolutely. Um, so I'll buy. Um, okay. Because, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a kid who has consistently gotten better. This is really his first step back 
and it was a very minor step back. But this is really his first step back mm-hmm. uh, in a good few weeks. So um, he, to me, looks like a kid who can play ball uh, for the first time. You know, in the last few weeks, he's looked like he can play in this in, in this conference. Yep. Um, so I have no reason to believe that he's not going to keep getting better. Yep. I think that's a good take. Do you think he's the starter next year? See, that's what's going to be really yeah. interesting about all this. Yep. Is he can make all this progress and still be a step behind JT Strout. And still be a step behind JT Strout next year. And then maybe he wants to keep playing because he got better when he played and he, and he could transfer. Like, that's a possibility in all this. But um, if I had to guess right now, I'll say yes, he is. All right. Daniel Arias. Four catches, 70 yards. The 42-yarder down the sideline is the one that we'll all remember. He's, like, level with the DB and then pulls away just enough to reach out in front, like, pick the ball. It was below his waist. Flips it up to himself a little bit. What a a grab there. I mean, four catches, 70 yards. That's a great day for, for Daniel Arias. And stock is obviously up. Yeah. Any interest in buying it, selling it? Uh, I'll buy some. Okay. Yeah, sure. okay. Um, he looks like a guy who Brendan Lewis trusts. True. That has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm believing in him a little bit. I wish there was more. Why can we not go down the field more? More downfield shots. In fact, the best downfield shot of the game, other than that one, Brendan Lewis thought there was an offside penalty, which the guy was like six feet offside. Somehow they didn't snap the ball in time to get him while he was over there. Again, Center needs to see that and snap it regardless. That is is the number one difference between good and bad teams, I swear to God. Yeah. Good teams get it every time. Bad teams never get it. Um, That's that's one for me where it's like, you just do that all the time. Single coverage, throw it up for Arias or throw it up for B. Rice and just see what happens. How does the center not snap that ball? The center needs to see that happen and know... Regardless of what the quarterback says, you throw that ball at him because it's a free play. Even if he drops it, it doesn't even matter. But it's just frustrating, just frustrating. Yeah, why not buy it? Um, We can go to – here's a fun one. Dimitri Stanley didn't play the last couple games because of an injury. Back this week, gets targeted once, catches it, picks up four yards – Stock, you can't say it's up after that. <clears throat> no. But uh, I just think in general his stock has trended down throughout the season. Yeah. And, and it didn't really change tonight. Um, it's not all his fault. He he weirdly, like, isn't a part of the offensive game plan, um, even when he is healthy. But it's not a it, – it, he just hasn't really progressed much. And, of course, the injury set it back. Yep. Yeah. I also think that maybe there's there's some chemistry thing with him and Brendan. Because even at the beginning of the year, it felt like it should be – he should be kind of the outlet. Yeah. But I do also think that it's – when you look at the slot receivers that are successful, you know, it's Tom Brady who's able to find those guys and, and hit them when they're open. It's – it's those veteran types Peyton. of quarterbacks, Peyton, who know how to take advantage of a good slot receiver. And I think that maybe that isn't so easy. Whereas lobbing a ball up to Brendan Rice. Anyone can do that. Anyone can do that. And on top of that, 
with uh, Dimitri not playing in these kind of breakout games for this offense. Even, Put him behind even, the eight ball. Exactly. Anymore. And so I'm going to buy stock <laughs> because coming into the season, he was the number one receiver. I mean, he was all Pac-12 honorable mention preseason. And right now the stock is low. We've got one year left. I think this offense is going to progress, whether it's because Brendan continues to improve or because they wind up with a better option at quarterback. I'll buy some Dimitri Stanley stock. We can, uh, how about Jarek? 16 carries, 108 yards. What's up? Yeah. He's, I remember like three weeks ago, I said like, I'm finally starting to see that burst yep. return for him a little bit. And it's really encouraging. Yep. Uh, there it was. Um, although I do not know how he keeps getting caught from behind. It's one of the most mind boggling things I told you. I'm like, if he were a Madden player, he's like 99 acceleration, 89 speed. He just bursts through the gap. And when I saw that there wasn't anyone coming across the field with a good angle at him, I'm like, oh my God, he's actually gone this time. And then he gets caught from behind by like number 38. You can't get caught from behind by number 38. Might've been 34, might've been 24. I don't remember what it was. You can only get caught from behind by like number six. It's it's unbelievable. How? How, know, how is yeah? It's it's got to be like a, a running joke in the film room. Although like when you lose, there's probably not as many running oh, yeah. jokes in the film room. Um, but it, it's unbelievable. His stock's still way up tonight. Way up. Is yep. he hurt? Was he hurt in the first half? Like what the hell? I don't know. This has I don't happened know. multiple games now, where I'm like, oh, Jarek's back. One fifty one last week, and then he he doesn't get the rock as much as I feel like he should in the second half. Yep. Um. Last one from me, Cole Becker. Goes two or three, loud miss. Hit the game winner last week. Had a miss last week too. Um, where are we at? He he made six in a row before the miss last week. Stock really can't be up higher than it was last week, right? No. When you hit the game winner. Yeah. Um. So I think the stock just levels tonight. Look, you cannot expect three of three from college kickers. Speaking of, you know, San Diego State's kicker is oh, about no. to miss this wide right. I'm telling oh, you right yeah? now. I'm excited um, to see that. So, 34 yards? 34 yards from the left-footed kicker who hooks it. Oh, he drilled oh. it. Okay, anyways, you can't expect 303 from your kicker in college. I mean, I think you hope for it, but we know that college kickers no. aren't, aren't going to go three for three most nights. Um, so, he just it's just level for me. Buying? I'll, I'll buy. buy. Yeah. He's going to be really good. Yep. Anybody else in either game that you're you're buying or selling tonight? We didn't um, touch Jabari that defense Walker. at all. Yeah, Jabari. Um, Jabari, you actually buy tonight. Um, he came in the game really active on the boards, yep. which, again, I don't remember what the board discrepancy was against Montana State, but probably not where you wanted it to be. Um, and tonight they just absolutely cleaned the glass. Uh, out there so really really impressive from him I thought I liked the way that he attacked the boards early and kind of set the set a precedent there uh, and he had one of those moments where they looked at him they gave him the ball at the top of the key and said you're our best player we need a basket right now go get it yep. and one yep uh, Colorado won the rebounds against Montana State 38 to 29 tonight 47 to 27 yeah just dominant do. 20 plus 20. KJ Simpson with eight rebounds. <laughs> Tattoo that on me. 
<laughs> I, I will never forget that performance. Yeah, it probably won't be the. It probably won't be his career high. Wow. Just imagine. Imagine Just what imagine. he could do with like thirty minutes. <laughs> we'll see someday. Um, before we get out of here, we're gonna end things on a positive note. First of all, our DraftKings king of the game is Jabari Walker. He uh, had 17 points, 10 rebounds, a steal, a block. Uh, it just that's what you need him to do, right? Like, like that's the guy that you brought him here to be. And I think that the ceiling is even higher than this. Absolutely. Uh, he didn't hit threes tonight. So. He was 0 for 4 from 3. He shot 52% last year. Yeah. So if he hits at his normal clip, he's got 23 points. Uh, and he leads the game for the buffs. Um, he's he's not exactly getting – I just didn't like his, his shot selection from 3 tonight. I feel like he knows he has to get them up because yeah. he's like, I'm a really good three-point shooter. I can't go a game without shooting threes, but he's got to get better threes. I agree. Um, also, just draws so many fouls. Shot 12 free throws tonight. Uh, against Montana State, I guess he only shot five, but he drew a bunch more fouls in that game too. Like, it's, it's just so valuable like to have a guy like that who can get other teams in foul trouble. You know, it seems like every night one of the keys to the game is keeping Evan, keeping Jabari out of foul trouble. When you have a guy like Jabari who's so explosive down there, so tough to stop, that will put you in good situations at points in the season where you say, oh, they might be in this game because whatever big man is, is not in for extended periods of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Got hit helmet stickers. Uh, we're just gonna fly through this to wrap it up. Um, either game, who do you want to give? Uh, oh, who do you want to give? Basketball team has helmets now. Yeah, I mean, might as well give them to them. It's not oh like the football team is doing much with them. Face tattoos. Face tattoos. <laughs> I, think just, I think they're just getting ready for the NBA with the helmets. There's oh. been a lot of fights lately, so. Oh yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give out like three. Okay. Um, Keyshawn. Yep. Um, trying to find a, a football player that deserves one. Jarek. Yep. Um, yep. And then I'll go back to basketball and give one to Evan Batty. That's a good one. I was hoping you get him. Seven to ten, 16 points. He was perfect from the field in that first game. He's stepping it up. Nevada lost. He's stepping it up. Oh, no. That means I lost money. Um, I'll, uh, I'll go KJ Simpson. Eight rebounds. Got to give props to him for that. Uh, Football-wise, Brady Russell. Ah. I think it was – was it five catches for, for 50 yards, something like that? But give he was just rock. a force. It was so hard to bring him down like it always is. Just give, good vibes. Good juju when you give the ball to the tight end. Except for on that fourth and one. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be a caveat to any good thing you say about the football team tonight. Um, last one is going to go to... I'll go Neek. Why not Neek? Uh, still, 8-7. and seven. Shot wasn't falling, but just a, a nice piece. He will provide something every single night, and I, uh, I, I appreciate that about him. We're going to give him a, a face tattoo for that. Um, you know, like the little buffs ones that go under your, on your cheeks. So we're going to give them like fake ones. Yeah, fake face tattoos. Yeah, that's probably good. Otherwise, KJ, Keyshawn, all those guys. By the time they graduate, they'll just be 
buffaloes overlapping all over. <laughs> Be looking like Chandler Wilson at the end of it. Yes. Yes, like Wilson Chandler. Um, that's who that was. <laughs> that's who that was. Dude, I am so happy. <laughs> <out of it. laughs> I am a horrible security guard today. I am horrible at talking. <laughs> I mean, oh, Chandler dude. Wilson is just like. I mean, that's a name too. It could Chandler be. Wilson is some like rapper or something. <laughs> yeah. You look like one. So it could be. <laughs> uh, We'll leave it at that. Uh, shout out to Ryan for being here. Uh, producer Yaya behind the scenes. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with more on the DMVR Buffs podcast. We'll see you then.